apologize in advance because for the last two days, I have not been able to speak. And you know what? I'm going to blame it on Mercury Retrograde, but that is happening in my first house of Libra. So everybody keep your mouth shut. I've been really having a hard, like, really having a hard time. (laughs) Skylar has sent me the most hilarious voice memos recently because, and it's not just one, it's like three in a row, and at least two of them she messes up and then the last one is like finally her her thoughts because she gets so tongue-tied and it's so funny i liked how last night i sent one where i really got so mad at myself that i made threats to my personal you're like safety. actively oh my god you're like actively you're like like shit and then but like keep going like your your thumb (laughs) is still on record and you're like berating yourself for not speaking i like don't give up (laughs) yeah you're like this one is it (laughs) one take only it's not it i'm one take meryl exactly i have also been in the woods for a couple of days so i'm coming back to to society emily was banished to the wilderness for three days (laughs) (laughs) my my family was so sick of me they were like can you go to the woods go outside three days fend for yourself (laughs) get get outside that's exactly what happened that's the true story if anybody asks that's Uh, yeah yeah it is (laughs) that's what i'm telling everybody um okay yeah, and if you're a YouTube watcher, um, it's my fault also that we're not on <laughs> video this week. Like, guys, Mercury Retrograde just started today, and some of us have been feeling the shadow period for the last week. So, yes. Me so, with tears in my eyes. Some of us are having a really fucking hard time. So, this is not on YouTube, but you can listen to us on all of our available platforms, just like the good old days. Just like the good old days. Well, we can still post it to YouTube, just have... With the audio? Just the audio and, like, a photo. Just so it's there. Okay. Just for the YouTube friends. That's true. We gained, like, a couple more subscribers on YouTube, which I always always think is funny, because I'm like, it's our little YouTube channel. It's our little YouTube channel? Really washes it, but I guess people do. Wait, dude, how many days until our Harry concert? Because I feel like we should start a countdown. Um, Let me Google. It's on the 16th, and it's, like, three days until, like, 19 days, I think? Yeah, yeah. 19 days. Yeah. And I just ordered my pants, and I don't know if they're gonna fit. Yeah, me being like, there's still time. <laughs> there I... is not still time. I didn't realize that it was that close. I'm gonna throw up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 19 days. So we'll less, keep you guys updated. <laughs> less than 20 days. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm literally gonna be at school for like two weeks and then leave for a weekend. <laughs> and then come back. Yeah. But at least you'll have the two weeks to I settle mean, it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you were just there. Like, you just I was just it. there. There's no settling, if anything. If my living situation's so horrible, I'll be glad to get away. You know what I mean? Guess we'll find out. I guess we'll, guys, if you want, I'll keep everyone updated about my living situation. We should. We said in our one year that we were going to get more real. Let's get more real, you guys. More we're going to start sharing more of our personal lives. <laughs> However, I will not be sharing mine. <laughs> Skylar's had a rough couple of weeks, you guys. Everyone yeah. send your love to Skylar. Everyone give it. me a compliment, because I need it. <laughs> 
the most Leo Venus thing I've ever said in my life. Speaking of Leo Venuses, yeah. Um, guys, is everyone caught up on sex education? Okay, good. Because perfect. Connor Swindell. Um, oh my god. Yeah. He's my new hyperfixation. I was right. talking to Skylar about it over the weekend. And um, I looked up his birth chart. If anyone wants some sex education astrology, I'll personally be glad to give it to anyone because I'm very interested. Give it to anyone. But Alex Swindell's chart is, in a word, Skylar's <laughs> chart. <basically>. In a word, <laughs> Skylar's. And it's so funny, but he has a Leo Venus, Virgo Sun, Scorpio Moon intense but yeah i kind of liked it anyway me me connor swindell and dylan o'brien three virgo sons with leo venuses did dylan o'brien i forget what his moon was i don't it was not pisces also but no it was i don't know it was something he has a moon sign well wasn't that the one where you were I was like, this is basically you, and it was Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, I think we definitely had more yeah. than just two, but... Yeah, it definitely was. But anyway, I, that's what I've been thinking about recently. Um, Our thoughts on season three was, it was good. <laughs> it was good? <laughs> it was really good. Some parts were boring. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think, it, I think if they focused less on, like... Maeve and Otis, it would have been interesting. Right? Sometimes like, shows need to branch out from the main characters and kind of, like, develop other people, and they did a good job of doing that in season two, but, like, yeah. Otis and Maeve were kind of the least interesting part of this season. Yeah, because it didn't... I think season four is gonna have, like, Otis having doing, like, the clinic at school, and now that the... Spoilers! Now that the school has, like been sold i guess i don't know what's going on with that but maves in america it's a whole thing i don't i actually genuinely i'm gonna rescind my comment i don't know what they're doing with season i don't know four. what's gonna happen with season four i just want more adam he's my favorite i want so much more adam i know you really do i think he's i like i like his long lanky body but i'm not that attracted to him i think he i just want to talk to him i just want, I just want to talk to him Connor, if you're listening, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat over a point, mate. <laughs> let's have a chat. <laughs> let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, guys. Anyways. <laughs> we have to introduce ourselves. Uh-oh. We haven't yet. Yeah. Hey. Well, hey, let's guys. talk about it. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Skylar. And Skylar, tell the people what we're talking about this week. Outer Banks, again. Except for this time, we're talking about the show for real. So, uh, if you're not on the Outer Banks train, I'm sorry. You still don't have an episode, <laughs> but we'll get back to it next week. Um, we're like a thousand years late to the Outer Banks no, trend. Literally. And even, like, season two came out a long time ago. Yeah. I, yeah, I think this one, this, like, wave of it went by even faster than the first one. It totally did. Like, it was only on TikTok for, like, a couple days, and then people were, like, kind of over it again. So, yeah. So So. I hope people are still interested to hear our thoughts on it. I genuinely, the funny thing is, is that Skylar and I watched this, watched this, like, for 
an ep- like for a purpose of for an episode. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, I was like, you know, we could talk about Outer Banks this week, you know, or even if like we felt like too much time had passed because we had to miss last week. I was like, I genuinely wouldn't care if we didn't get to this as a topic because I wouldn't even feel a little bit that my time was wasted for watching that show because I started yes. to genuinely enjoy it. Yes. And that's the most terrifying thing about this process is that I did not... I was like, this show is going to be so stupid. And now uh-huh. I'm in love with one of the cast members. Correct. I Actually, we both are. We both fell we both hard are. for Mr. Drew Starkey. <laughs> I, if you guys couldn't tell in our astrology episode, we were like, his chart is perfect! Ah. <laughs> um, so, anyways. Oh! <laughs> No, I was not expecting to like this show. I thought I was going to make fun of it. Um, when I saw yeah. it, like everybody else, it was during quarantine and everybody's yeah. watching it because you were watching everything that was coming out at that time. Like, yeah. I already watched Tiger King. I watched Tiger King. Like, whatever. But I did yeah. not want to watch the show because I was like, it was just going to be a stupid teen drama. Like, I don't care about a bunch of kids that live in yeah. North Carolina. Like, what's interesting about exactly. that? Exactly. I was not expecting the treasure hunt murder mystery, but... Me neither. I didn't even... No one even said that to me. Not even once. No one even said, no, there's, like, there's a mystery, like, it's interesting. Yeah. No one said that to me, so I didn't know. It's, like, a better Riverdale. Oh, my God. If Yeah, if you were to... If I were to make a choice between watching six seasons of Riverdale and, like, the... The Outer Banks. I would probably watch The Outer Banks. Probably. I would definitely watch The Outer Banks. This is what Riverdale wishes it was. Yeah, exactly. There are, like, parts of it where you're like, okay, this is stupid. But it's fun. And the entire cast, hotties. So, either way, you're being entertained by hot people. So, like, Like, it's fine. I also want to be friends with all of them. So, genuinely. You guys want to hang out? Emily and I will be in two different states, but we'll make it work. We'll have cars. We yeah. can come hang out. You guys can fly over. Yeah, right? No, I... Oh my god. A lot of my... A lot of my notes weren't even, like, negative. It was literally just, like, my aghast reactions to things that were happening. Because there's some tea. There's some tea. I will... I will say, though... What I find sort of annoying about shows that have narration, like this one, the beginning, the first episode was so filled with John B's, like, narration, basically explaining everybody's role and, like, parts of their personality. And that's fine, but I don't feel like the narration was consistent yeah. for it to have been so prevalent in that first episode. I've like, why the not thing. make it... Why not make it just as, like, simple and less used as in the rest of the seasons in the first episode, too? I don't... I was like, it's kind of lazy to have the main character describe each of his friends and the world that you're in. Especially because everything he said about his friends were things that became very apparent within the first episode. So, like, we didn't really need it. So, I don't really... The only thing I could imagine him having to set up was, I guess, like, his dad and the treasure and whatever. But, like, even then, like, I feel like we got a lot of that in the 
position, like, of that episode, like, with yeah. flashbacks. Because there's flashbacks, too. It's not like they're opposed to using things like that. So, like, no. I don't really know why he's narrating. Um, Chase Stokes does have a nice speaking voice, though, so there's that. Like, sure. whatever. Um, but, yeah, no. I don't think it was worth it. And I thought it was, it, it was lazy, and it was, it felt childish. It and I think that's part of the reason, probably, when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is stupid, because... Yeah, because it was just some guy narrating the, some guy. the entire thing. Chase some Stokes guy. is just some guy. All men are just some guy. That's correct. In the end. No, that's completely correct. Who wants an episode about Skylar and I's philosophy about boys? Um, <laughs> Anybody? It's not a productive or a very positive one, so I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> Maybe we, we'll could, come back. we could give some good advice about how to navigate yeah. the world. Give me give me two months into the semester, see what damage I can do, and then come back. I'll have Girl, some give her two weeks. Sometimes that's all give it takes. Give me two weeks. Sometimes it's literally all it takes. You're fake. Um, anyway, another just like repetitive thing that I noticed... And they tend to repeat a lot of, like, things in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, the trope at the end. Um, you can just say lo- it. <laughs> no, no, I know. But they love the... One of these characters is locked in a room and some bad yes! guy is coming upstairs to get them. And then you're like, oh my god, oh my god, they're gonna get find out, they're gonna get find out. And then they open it and it's a reveal, both to the person looking for them and the audience. That the, the main character is not in the room, and they got away. And that happened in at least five out of the ten episodes in the first season, and like three in the second. They yes. absolutely love that trope so much, and it really started to get old. Like, I was really over it. They reused a lot of the same, like, things over and over. Action sequences, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. They... There was a lot of repetitiveness in the show, and that's why it was good, and I definitely wanted to finish it and see what happened, but there were points oh, where I was totally. like, can we please skip forward? I'm done. Like, if I watch one more chase scene of or someone... Fight. Or fight. The fights were getting so annoying. Yeah. There yeah. was so much fighting. It was just, like, the boys, like, getting, like, beating each other up. Like, yeah. half the time, it was just, like, probably Rafe and Topper, yeah. like, getting in a fight with, like... Pope or whoever. Yeah, Pope or and Rafe was... fought three times. That's why. What did he say? Um, in season two, after he goes round he three. Like, yeah, round three. Yeah, and I was like, what kind of long term boxing match <laughs> do you guys think about this? They're is? keeping score, also. Like this is dysfunctional every time. Yeah, like, well. that group of friends ended up anywhere with more than ten people. Someone oh was getting in a fight. And I was getting so sick of JJ being like, I brought the gun! Like, <laughs> girl. I, 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 would, I had enough. I literally had enough. I know. I know. Can I, we talk about... In the first In the first season, can we talk about um, JJ killing a chicken so it would be quiet when they hid in the chicken no. coop? Because I hated it. Why did that have to happen? I don't know. I feel like they're low-key doing something with JJ. Um, I feel like they're kind of like JJ-Rafe parallels because I think 
This is an interesting uh, character analysis, but I think okay, let's that. Hear it. Thank you. I am taking a film class right now, so um, okay. it's not about this at all, though. But um, <laughs> I think there are interesting Rafe JJ parallels because this show. One thing that I really like that this show does, especially for a teen drama, is it touches on toxic masculinity in a way that is yeah. productive and not just like like Riverdale, which is like this toxic masculinity is getting out of hand, and like that's yeah. it. Um, and I think they use Rafe and JJ in particular to show the two sides of how, like, it can go, like, when you don't have a good support system as a man, like, because JJ has friends, even though his dad, like, definitely pushes, like, a lot on him to be more, like, strong, kind of forces him to, like, be a man or man up, and then you have Rafe, who doesn't have anybody to turn to, and, like, is constantly trying to find a support system or be a support system for other people, and it just doesn't work out. So I yes. think that was low-key them being, like, JJ's brutal. Like, he'll do the hard stuff. Like, he'll do the yeah. things that no one else will do. Right. But it's just, it's such an interesting, like, you have the, like, absent, abusive father mm-hmm. figure with JJ. And then you have, like, the present, but also equally as, like, emotionally or like even like verbal abusive father oh yeah with Rafe and Ward that was so psychotic I (laughs) I think what they did with Ward and Rafe's relationship in Mm -hmm. season two was so interesting because it was so dysfunctional yes and you oh my god just the whole like you could tell that Ward was literally having to manipulate his on-the-brink-of-insanity son. And all Rafe wanted was to feel valuable. Yes. Like, wanted to be there. And, like, he wanted to make things right. And it was all about, like, protecting and taking care of the family. Right. Which, in terms of, like, it's sort of like a... It wasn't like he wanted to, you know what I mean? It wasn't about, like, um, protecting the family and, like, being, like, a, like, a father. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was more of, like, um. It's like being an heir, I think, as a, yeah, as the eldest that's son. A good word. And, like, the only son, I think it was. Totally. A lot of him wanting to prove to his dad that, like, he's, like, he can count on him. Like, he's the son totally. he wants. Like, he can take totally. over the business. Like, he'll take care of his family when Ward totally. can. Like, I don't know. And like you said, like, it's kind of crazy because I think Ward's also an equally interesting character because obviously he's evil and he has bad intentions sometimes, but also, like, you can't really tell if there's ever a point where he's being genuine in his, like, yeah. motives. Like, yes, he wants to be rich. Evil, rich, bad. Rich people, bad. Eat the rich. Um yeah. Yeah. But, like, with Sarah, there is genuine love for her. And I think he does love Rafe, but I think he also, like, in the context of toxic masculinity, he is a dad who, like, doesn't want to deal with emotional issues that Rafe obviously has. And sees it as a weakness, so he doesn't want to deal with it. And, like, Rose even says, she's like, we've seen it since he was 10. Like, God, I really hope they give a good Rafe flashback. Mm Mm-hmm. There it is. The first one, guys. Flashback to his childhood because I think it'd be really interesting. It'd be like a Lord Voldemort flashback. You know when we see Tom Riddle as a... No, because you didn't watch them. I haven't watched all of those movies. Well, in the Half-Blood Prince, we get a flashback to... Me having an index in my head. We get a flashback to 
Voldemort as a baby, as not a baby, like as a kid in the orphanage. And it's yeah. like one of the best parts of the movies, I think. But yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just been so, that scene in season two when Ward was base was like telling Rafe to like man up mm-hmm. and to just shut down his feelings when Rafe was like, I'm not feeling good. Like, because he had literally killed somebody and his dad was like, shut up about it forever. Like, oh my God. And Rafe is like going insane. And he had to like hide a dead body that his dad killed. And imagine what the inside of his brain looks like. And then his dad is like, shut up and get over it and man up. And it's terrible. Well, and yeah, you're sitting there like... like this the kid, one time this he goes kid. for help, his dad's like, no. 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 Like, the one time he realizes, he's like, you know what? I actually think I'm having a psychotic break. His dad's like, shut up. Not what we need right now. <laughs> Absolutely not important. But that's what's, in- that's what's interesting about Ward is he kind of has the same motivations as Rafe in being that he is, like, the dad and he feels responsible for, like, being mm-hmm. a provider and taking care of his family. But also, like, he wants to maximize his wealth obviously that's like his main drive but then that's what kind of what i was touching on before it's like i don't know if they're trying to be like oh he's this insane villain or they're trying to be like no he's just like a really like messed up like he's like a messed up guy who thinks he's doing the right thing like for himself and his family i think they are trying to they've used that theme i think definitely Mm -hmm. when he's talking to sarah at the end of season one and he's saying like this is about family this is about protecting like this is all and I think that's like a message that at least like I heard in my family growing up like Mm family is all you have yeah like family is the most important thing like at the end of the day you'll have your family and that's a guarantee right so I think like it makes sense but he also is a man that has dug himself into like, a 1,000-foot-deep hole. Correct. And he's been trying to get out of it, like, for, you know, months, two seasons. And, (laughs) but it's only been, like, months. Two seasons. And then, like, he's in so deep that he has to fake his death and then, like, kidnap his family to go on a charter boat. Right. Like, Like, don't you think you've done enough? crazy. Why don't you just stay dead, man? Why would Why would you, dude? After the After I killed my first victim, I would be like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm stepping out of here. I would not continue <laughs> that that endeavor, but that's just me. No, I mean, and he was so convinced to like convince the police and everybody that it was John B. and that it was this whole thing, and I think, I don't have, any sympathy left for him. I think as a person, no, and he's built himself himself up to be like just a horrible person. I mean, even Sarah, it seems like at the end of season two was like, okay, if John B was going to kill him, like she seemed yeah. to accept that because he had done so many horrible things to her. Yeah. So, Cause at that point, I, if you're like someone, your family has done that many awful things. And like, I mean, there's a conversation to be had about Rafe and like, whether or not like you can pity him or if you feel like they're, you know, he obviously needs a psychological evaluation and to, get a lot of help and I think in that way there's some hope for him but he did kill people but um when someone's your parent figure and like they're an adult and they're supposed to navigate in the world in a much better way like 
what do you do? Like, there's no going back once you see your parent in that way. So I think, yeah. But that was cra- uh, that was crazy when he came back to life. I was not expecting it when yeah, Ward Cameron was alive. I was really mad when John Big John was alive also because he didn't need to be. <gasps> Shut can't. up. He didn't need to be. I don't I care. I cannot believe they did that. I cannot believe they did that. They better make it worth it in season three because I'm mad. No, I know. You can't pull the... My dad's dead. Just <laughs> kidding. Twice. You can't twice. do it twice. In one, in one season. It happened twice in one season. Within two episodes it happened. Within two episodes. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous, you guys. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, this like this show is good and bad at the same time. And it's so funny because the good parts are good, but the bad parts are bad. It's definitely and still the repetition, a show. Yeah, the repetition of these tropes is, like, so boring. Yeah. Um, I also, I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about Pope being related to, like, Denmark Tanny and that whole thing? Um, weird. A little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard for me to speak about, and I haven't read anything about other people's opinions on this, like, uh, like, as a white person, but, like, I think it is a little weird that they're doing this whole think... slave trope, and then the one fully yeah. black main character is. Yeah. I also here. just like in different terms. I just thought it was super weird to have him immediately have to have an emotional connection to their second quest, and I just wondered why they even had to like do that at all. Because I guess it was, the gold was personal for John B, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe they thought. It would, like, lose meaning for one of them not to have, like, a personal stake. But it just felt underdeveloped and, like, it happened super quickly. Well, it just came out of nowhere, too. Like, I feel like yeah. if... I feel like if from the beginning we knew that Pope was related to them, it would have been more interesting. Because then it would have this dynamic sure. of Pope and John B. working together to get this thing that means so much to both of them. Right. Um, but, like, I was saying earlier, like, sometimes shows need to... Was I talking about a different show when I said that? But sometimes shows need to shift to other characters when their main characters are getting too... Like, we're too focused on just the main person's motivations. Yeah. And so I do yeah. think it's good that they, like, kind of tied Pope into it more. But, like, I, I just felt... I don't know. The plot felt kind of weird. And, like, I don't know... Yeah. In terms of diversity's sake, how good that is having one black character related to... Yeah. And tied to slavery. But, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I feel like more... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm just glad I wasn't the only one who felt, like, a little bit, like... What? Was, like, looking around my room, like... You guys are we sure? Are we sure what direction <laughs> we are going? Literally. Oh, okay. But another character... Yeah. I guess. Kiara, I like. Okay. But I hate what they have what they have her doing all the time. Yeah, me too. I didn't like that she hated Sarah Cameron at first because if you're gonna have a girl be friends with all boys, don't have her hate the only other female lead at first because it's yes. annoying and it's stupid and it's not yes. feminist. Um, yes. I didn't like that she liked John B and now she likes Pope yeah. and now they're like, ooh, yeah. maybe JJ. Like, can she not homie yeah. hop? I'm sorry. I'm just sick of it. Yeah. No, I know. Let's have... representation of female-male friendships that, between straight characters that are not romantic, because... Please. Please? For the love of God. For the love of God. Please keep it platonic. (laughs) 
also, in the second season, I hated, like, I understand she's upset, but she kept calling, like, um, Ward Cameron a murderer, and at the court thing, she called him out, she was like, murderer, and I was like, yeah, (laughs) Rafe is a murderer, but then, when it was raining, and they were staking out Ward and that guy who we ended up killing, and they were literally hiding, like, secretly recording, and these writers made Kiara shout murderer at Ward Cameron in that situation. Why? Why? I was so pissed. I was like, now is literally not the time. Yeah. He can't even hear you. No, they And if make he could, so you're stupid. screwed. Why would you do that? They They tried to make her this, like... Headstrong, independent, social justice warrior. I hate that stereotypical character. Oh my god, I hate it! And it's so annoying because you can have those personality traits, but they don't need to be played up the way that they are. So played up, they're like theatrical. Like they literally like they were like makes it less meaningful. Exactly, literally strips away any sort of like value that they had. Like, if you're gonna give, like, things that matter to teen, like, like, not even teen, like, Gen Z audiences, like, a lot, like, social justice and climate change and things like that, don't make it so exaggerated that we're all, like, this is uncomfortable. Because the characters' reactions around her aren't positive. They're like, oh, she's that, she's our friend that, like, is just cares so much about the environment, but it doesn't really matter. And every time she says something about the environment, it's, like, offbeat. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, like, okay. Anyway, I hate when shows shows do that with teen characters. Yeah, they just kind of ruin her. Like, she has has potential for, like, being a really good character. Yeah, I like her. But they just, like, ruin her. They need to write her so much better. I know. If she gets more time in season three, she needs... To be a, she needs to be a lot better. <laughs> we need to step it up, guys. Cause uh, we need to step it up. I don't want to hate Kiara. I don't. I really don't. I know. I thought our interactions with her, like mom and dad, in season two were so insane. Stop! I was literally dying at. Like, we're watching season two at the same time that TikTok audio is going around. I'm like, you're yeah. so afraid that I'm gonna sleep with a pogue like you did. Like, well, you guess did. what? I well, already did. What? I already did. She doesn't give enough of like a pause between There's them. no pause. I know. No, it goes so quick. It goes so quick. It's so And I wish, funny. like, her mom said something back, so it wasn't just like, like, you did, but I already did. Like, no, girl, play it <laughs> up. Let your mom be like, let your mom be a little shocked for a second. Let the first yeah. thing happen, and then yeah. get the zinger in. Exactly. You want to marinate your moment. Get her, get her off her, get her off balance, and then <laughs> knock her over. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. I was just like, I was just thinking though. Like, Skylar, remember when we were 16? And uh, imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine if if we got up to the same shit that these kids were getting up to. I mean, Kiara stole her dad's truck, but she also took another car and just like completely crashed it. And she's going off and like and like going on these adventures with these people that her parents do not approve of and she gets away with it for so long until there's finally a breaking point and she's shocked and she's shocked she's like you want to send me away 
Yeah, they will. <laughs> if, legally, if they could, they would probably lock you in your basement and just homeschool you from there. Like, you are getting in so many life-threatening, illegal situations. Yeah, literally. Probably because every time you leave the house, you leave without a word, Almost and then die. you disappear overnight, and you come back, For and one day. of our vehicles is always destroyed. You left my, you stole my truck, and then you totaled it, and then left it on the side of the road. You're going to boarding school. I didn't, I didn't even do anything. Well, I, I needed to help anything. John B. Like, listen, I would, listen, if my friend was in that deep of trouble, like, if I was as brave, maybe I'd be doing the same things. But I would not be like, oh, no. <laughs> I would not be like, mom, I can't believe you want me to face consequences for these actions. Right. Right? I would go into it like, I know that I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Like, acting shocked that your parents are trying to, like, discipline, or angry at you. I'd be a lot more remorseful. I'd be like, no, please, I'm only doing it because my friend literally is facing a murder. My friend literally is facing the death penalty. Like, please. (laughs) Like, I'm trying so hard. Like. That was so serious. Oh my god. I was like, Whoa. Guys, this is so I was serious. like, wait, guys, what? I was not expecting that because I was like, Me hold neither. on. I think we all keep forgetting that he's 16 years old. <laughs> like, to charge, I know he committed murder, but like, let's think, or committed murder. Quotes, he didn't, but yeah. Like, was framed for murder. But let's consider yeah. the context of the murder. Like, I feel like people don't go away for first degree murder to the death penalty. Maybe, I mean, I don't live in a. I don't know. In a red state with the death penalty, but I feel like it'd be a little bit harder to convince a judge that we should go to trial for the death penalty against a minor. I also was wondering, he was talking about being up for the death penalty, but like, he just had a child that that put him in jail. Like, doesn't there need to be another one to determine... Like, there was no evidence... Like, there wasn't a prosecutor, defender... Right type Um, deal you know what okay so i took one law class and one criminal justice class so let me apply my knowledge okay from what i remember and this could be clearly wrong so if i'm wrong don't tell me i'm stupid because i can't talk the criminal law community is coming the criminal law if you're wrong the true crime girls are like (laughs) oh the true um as far as i know for like murder charges and things like that and like most legal processes so you have your preliminary hearing which is like guilty or not guilty like right you're going to to like be put in jail on bail or whatever yeah. and on you, bail yeah or you might not get awarded bail um and then you come back and then you have the like evidence but there are things before the preliminary hearings where like you have the evidence or like you have what's you determine what the charges are going to be. Like, it's not just, yeah. like, in a moment's notice, you don't, like, you know what the charges are against you. Like, you know what the right. possible charges are. Like, you talk with your lawyer, the lawyer's me. Like, there's things that happen before the preliminary hearing. It wouldn't be, like, I had no idea that for the death penalty. Right. So, <laughs> legally, it was a little wishy-washy there. But I was, like, why is the death penalty getting thrown out here, like, as a perspective like thing that he would have to deal with i was like who said that 
<laughs> when that? was that said? <laughs> I think they're like trying to do like a poor versus rich commentary being like they are. They definitely yeah, are. Which I is do good. I do think sure. Sure. I well, I think that the way they execute it could be better. Like no, but... it's coming off very much outsiders greaser versus soch like yes. Yeah. Well, that's basically what the show is. This is the outsiders. But with a treasure hunt. Yeah. Boys on the run. Yeah, literally. Oh my god, wait! But it'd be so cute if it was like either Pope and John B or like JJ and John B like hiding out together. Yeah. But instead, it was him and Sarah Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that every time, like, I understand the whole like Pogue Kook thing, and I genuinely have no idea if it's true. If that's really the thing don't. in. Um, the Outer or, Banks. The Outer Banks. I'm sure there's genuinely, like, a nicer a side and, like, a totally. grosser side. But totally. I don't... God, I hope they don't call themselves that. That'd be embarrassing for everyone involved. Because when it comes back and they're, like, like Kiara or whoever's, like, fighting with their parents or fighting yeah. with whoever, and they're, like, argument, 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 I'm a Pogue. Like, this is who I am. And I'm like, this is so cringy. It is. Please stop with this. I don't like how much they over-identify with the terms. That is exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. And it is so annoying. Like, even Rafe sometimes on the opposite end, he's like too much like, dude, these pogues, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, (laughs) it'd be less cheesy if they were like, Man, I hate poor people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> They might as well just come out and say no, it. No, because when it's like that, it comes across very, it's like very Disney. It's very sugar-coated when they're like, the pugs. Totally. You know how pugs totally. are. Like, why don't they just say, like, you know how kids from that side, like, <laughs> the kids from that side of town are. Like, no, I know. Oh, my God. No, I, yeah. Um, Back to your Kiara point. It just reminded me of talking yeah. about how obnoxious it is when they yell about being a pogue or a kook um i sometimes i wish she was more angry at times like as opposed to times where she's like like you said i hate that she got so angry at um ward right when he was murdering someone instead of like being scared i wish she was more angry at the trial and that like she did something crazy like punched him in the face or something because then that would really be like oh my god kiara character like Here's a character arc. Totally. Totally. Because I think there, an outburst of anger and, like, making a scene makes sense. Exactly. And she's making valid points about how he's, like, cheating, you know, he's working the system that is, like, made to benefit him. Exactly. And that's a valid point. But sometimes the way they write her is whiny. Yes! And you take her less seriously. Yes! You're so correct. Because her anger is also expressed in inopportune moments. Yes! And then you're pissed. You're like, fuck, Kiara. Like, that's the worst time to do that. And you don't end up really, like, hearing her. Or her thoughts don't have any room to sort of, like, be, like, experienced or or interpreted correctly or they don't have any time to settle right in like 
the viewer's head and she comes off as whiny because no one ever does anything about it like she's not unlike the guys like I don't see her sort of her ideas or her like her her anger her beliefs or her motives they they don't really get like any sort of work done or time to be explored like like and she comes off as like no and sometimes she comes off as whiny because of how the show is written and it's so annoying well because like the main emotional reactions we get from her are like when she's literally getting with one of her guy friends or she's yelling at her parents like like i said i wish it would have been like she created a scene and like we had this big moment where it's like oh my god she'll do anything for her friends and like she feels very strongly about like the justice system affecting one of her friends unfairly for this reason like things like that yeah would have made a lot more sense than her and her mom having an entire screaming match over whether or not kiara is a pogue (laughs) exactly god and honestly her mom was making some good points she was pointing out where she lives how she's living that her parents want her to have opportunities like yeah you have it good And it's okay to be in that sort of system as your life and have different friends, but you don't have to, like, I mean, it's different for everybody, right? But I feel like it's harder for you if you denounce your home life for your friendships when, like, you can use, like, play the system. Like, use what you have to your advantage. Yeah. So you can have all of your ideas, like, be put to work in places that need the fixing that you're passionate about. Yeah, think about how much more weight she would have if she was, like, important to, like, the cut and, like, that... Or figure eight, I mean. Yeah. And, like, how much more, like, if that community respected her, like, her standing out against Ward would be, like, so much of a bigger deal. Right. And, like, I understand, like, it's also equally important for, like you know, characters and just, like, young people to be exploring their identity. And it's a nice juxtaposition, like, a kid going out on their own and choosing, like, chosen friends, Chosen family are. Chosen family. Rosie flowing with my chosen family. (laughs) Like, I understand that, too. And there's nothing wrong with being, like, screw the rich people. Like, I understand that, too. But... I don't think they do it well enough with her. She's one of the characters that toes the line that isn't 100%. You know what I mean? That has 100%. Sarah Cameron is more genuinely like, I hate these people than Kiara is. Kiara just comes across as like edgy and like doing it for attention. Yeah, but exactly. And I don't think they give her the credit that she deserves. Like, I don't know why the show isn't writing her better. Again, get us on the team. Yeah. We'll get us on the team. Take us to the premiere, and then we'll talk. Um, on that note, though, I do genuinely think that Sarah Cameron is a well-developed character, and she's complex, and Me that too. she's very likable from, like, the moment you meet her, and, like, you understand her, and, like, every step of the way with her, I'm like, I totally get her reaction to this. Like, I understood her reaction to her father being, like, dead. I understood her... Dead. I understood her reaction dead. to John B. Hurting. Like, I understood... Her and her brother, like, I understand everything along those lines. Like, yes, her and John be a little crazy, a little jump the gun, a little too much Romeo and Juliet for me. Um, Absolutely insane. Listen, love, love, dream of love. 
Um, but if a man ever took me into a storm at night on a boat, I would... Dude, I was throwing up in my bed, even just watching no. that. Oh my god, no. that's my worst nightmare. I would never do that. No. And she's like, I'd I'm rather like, die I... than be without you. Girl! You haven't been to college yet. Go to UNC I, and then let's talk. You are literally 16 years old. This is not that. I mean, and then literally imagine, like, being on... This is this is part, like, where the show... I couldn't wrap my head around it. Because I would get reminded that these are 16-year-old kids that, like, had to go to high school. And John B. and Sarah Cameron are hostages in the Bahamas. Yes. Like stealing boats and like and like getting and like getting into these serious situations and he's wanted for like fifty thousand dollars and and you're like and then you cut to JJ, Kiara and Pope and then like taking a test in high school and yes. you're like Imagine if you were sixteen years old and you were surviving off of stealing food from a hotel and sleeping on a roof in the Bahamas and you had no idea how, when, or if you would ever even get home and you're wanted for murder. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you have to really be like, Okay, for the context of this show, I will pretend that any sixteen year old is capable of all of it. No not even yeah, one sixteen year old. It's like we're believing six. that like six sixteen year olds are capable of all of this. And like <laughs> Can outsmart an entire town of adults. Like, that's crazy. Genuinely. Genuinely. Um, that they have the that they have the smarts to solve a murder, give the correct evidence to the police to build their case to solve a miss. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, John B. writing his defense. Uh, I was like, King, you barely went to high school this year. I know. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't be smart enough to do ha- like you know, it's just so they want you to be like street like, rats, like they're street smart, like they understand. But like, sure, I believed yeah. that when they were like breaking into houses and like finding clues to find the treasure. Right. When John B and Sarah Cameron run away to the Bahamas, then I then you lose me a little bit. When they play an bit. armed when... robbery, that's when you lose me a little bit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. When. When they get in a shipping container and break out and take over an armed ship. And hijack a ship. And hijack a ship. You lose me a little bit. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. gonna start not believing. Like, my, the suspension of my disbelief is gonna grow a little bit weary at those moments. Yeah, that's crazy. What? Because I was like, you know when JJ visited John B in jail and he was like, we're gonna break you out of here. Mm -hmm. Fake appendicitis. Correct. He stole an ambulance, this whole thing. And John B was like putting soap on his face and he was like, gonna do it. And I was like, are we following through with this? Because it seems a little stupid, even for this show, yes. to follow through. And then obviously he didn't. But that brings me to like another thing that kept like being repeated in the show, which was JJ and John B. This is what they would say to each other to, like, convince them to do a stupid plan. Like, got nothing to lose. Yes. I think (laughs) that in some cases, they did have things to lose. Literally the same. They are 16-year-old children that, believe it or not, after all of this is over with, 
your life continues. Yeah. And at some point, you're going to have to get out of the Outer Banks. And you can't just steal ambulances and break your friend who is who has charged, been charged yeah. with murder. Sometimes life is not a movie. And sometimes you really sometimes do have things you, to lose. And sometimes I, you do. Sometimes there's things left for you. I was like... No, please stop with this nothing to lose mentality. I was like, it's getting old, first of all. Well, I get they want you to be like, well, I think they want you to be, they want you to think like, okay, JJ is basically an orphan and when he does have a parental figure around, he sucks. And like, he doesn't, he doesn't do well in school. Like he's not, whatever, like he's not go, quote, going anywhere. So like, they want you to be like, JJ thinks there's nothing for him. But let's not use that as the basis for all our plans, because I don't think that's true. I agree completely. I don't think that's true. And I don't think think it's a good thing either to have 60-year-olds being like, nothing to lose. Especially... We've got nothing to lose. Especially with Kiara and Popa right there, and they both, like, have good families that are, well, like, doing well. Yeah. That's the other thing. Sometimes I would get so frustrated... That these characters, like everyone surrounding John B, is willing to risk or lose every single thing in their Correct. life to help him. Even before he was in jail, when Pope ran out of his interview for that scholarship, that he, the entire season, how he, was he like, punched his dad in, in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, please remember who you are. Do- it's this. You please remember who you're doing this for. Like, how does this really matter that much? And you're gonna run it, even before John B was arrested and things were a little bit more serious. He was still buried treasure at that point. Yeah, like you couldn't have waited until after your interview. I was just this like, why are we throwing this out the window? He spent the entire season repeating the fact. That he had to, like, stay in good graces with, in school and with his family for the scholarship. And then... There goes that character motivation. ran out of the building. Like, I didn't understand that. Yeah. And Kiara was, like, getting kicked out of her family for John B. And I was like, maybe he's causing a little bit too much trouble in your life. And it would be easier if you moved on. Maybe we should consider <laughs> how toxic our friendships are. Yes! No, literally, because Pope had so much. I do what I, I do like Pope's character development, where he starts standing up for himself yeah. a little bit more and like me too, getting out of his comfort zone and stopping being so me anxious. Too. But like he did have a lot going for him, so yeah, just thought we should say that. Yeah, but I do understand why they have characters like. JJ and John B that lack parental figures because it gives them more freedom to do the crazy shit that they do like throughout the show. Like if you had if every one of those kids had parents like Kiara or even like Popes that you know it helps with suspension of disbelief and also just like the practicality or like with the reality of the situation yeah. which is I guess as a 20 year old consuming this media it helps me just be like, well, he doesn't have a dad that he has to go home yeah, to and exactly. check in with and have like a family dinner with. Like, I understand why they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, and they way. already got rid of the CPS problem, so really. So quickly. Um, that's another question. 
If Ward is dead, then who is John B? John B would be put in foster care right now if he could be found anywhere, but he's yeah. on a ship in the middle of the ocean. But who, what happens to him? I don't know. The sheriff. Season four is going to have to answer after... that. Season three. We... Oh, season Rural three. Season Sorry. Three, Sex education confused me. We'll, we'll see what happens, but that's also a practicality question that's been on my mind. Like, what are, what's he supposed to do now? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Not our problem to figure out, thankfully. Um, but however, uh, we would love to be invited to the season three premiere, and um, <laughs> we would love to do media for you guys. So definitely send us an email. Um, oh my god, yes! Imagine us on a on a red carpet. A red carpet for microphones. the audience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would what? love that. That'd be so di- that we'd be so dynamic. We'd be so good. I would have to be on sedatives, like a horse tranquilizer, okay. in order to be able to do You'd that. You'd be like Chris Evans in that video where he's like, I just have things. Hi, Marvel fans. You're here with the Marvel fans. She's saying that She's saying that about everything. I just have things. Okay. I need to do it. That's how I'm going to talk from now on, always. <laughs> oh my god, I love that video so much. Yeah, I... Guys, we want... Outer Banks, we want to be a part of it. Please let me in, please. If, that, I wanna be if that wasn't the most perfect audition for the role, then I don't know what is. <laughs> um, but yeah, those were our thoughts on the first two seasons of Outer Banks. Um, ten years later... So, <laughs> hopefully now like, we will be on board for season three so we could talk about that when it comes out. God knows when that will Midnight happen. premiere. I'm there. I'm, I'm staying there. up all night. I'm there. Making the commitment now. Yeah. Yeah. If people, people, if people enjoyed. If the people want to hear it. The people's you guys, by the way. That's what we call you. Um, I feel like they don't know that. Yes, they do because we do it every episode. Okay. Um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I'm invested now. I know. Like, I'm gonna watch season three. Like, whether or not we decide to even talk about it again, I'm, watching I'm it. literally going this to watch it. This is why I hate watching shows that aren't finished yet, because I just can't stop. I need to know. I, know. I need to finish it. And then feel completely empty I at know. the end, instead of just a little bit empty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alright guys, um, All right. so follow us on social media. Everything will be linked in our description. Um, we love talking to you, so please send us a message if you feel compelled to say literally anything to us. Um, and just say hi. Yeah, just say hi. Um, give us ideas of what you want to hear from us. This episode was actually um, the second part of an idea from a lovely member of the people, so we thank you for that. Um, oh yeah, we mentioned her in, the last, in our in the, last episode. Um, astrology episode. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, we will see you in the next one. Bye, guys.